0: Hey friend, you're listening to a Purpose People podcast, a show that provides resources, encouragement, inspiration, and guidance for believers. The goal is to provoke action when it comes to fulfilling our purpose with God at the center. My name is Nella. Join me in breaking down the separation between us and God. Hey friends, welcome to the second episode of A Purpose People Podcast. My name is Nella, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about the armor of God and its significance. Before we continue, I want to read this verse from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, and it says, For our struggle is not between... No, I'm sorry. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So what does that mean? That means that we are constantly under spiritual warfare and we're constantly getting spiritually attacked, which means that we can't see these attacks And therefore, in order for us to defeat those schemes and be able to overcome those tactics, we need to put on the full armor of God, which is our invisible protection. But here's the thing. God is so powerful and he's so good that in doing so, we become strong. We become brave. As we break down each piece of the armor, I'm going to go ahead and explain not only what it means, but how we can apply it to our daily lives. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get right into it. So all of this information, by the way, of where you can read each piece of the armor is going to be in Ephesians chapter six, beginning in verse 10. So 10 through 18. The first thing that Paul mentions is the belt. So the belt represents truth and honesty. Here's the interesting thing. The enemy fights with lies. Back in the book of Genesis, the enemy was able to confuse Eve by letting her know that that's not what God said. God didn't mean that. Meaning he took what God said, but then twisted it to turn the truth into a lie. See, that's the problem that the enemy knows God's word so good to the point where he's able to turn that same truth into a lie by instilling doubt and by simply just twisting the perception of the word of God. And what ends up happening is that in misunderstanding God's word, we end up going against God. In order to identify a lie, we don't have to study the lie. We have to study the truth because anything that goes contrary to that truth that we study is the lie. It comes in so many variations that it's impossible to study all of the lies. I mean, let's be honest, in order to know, to identify a false, we need to know what the real one is. And I'll give you an example. So the cash services group from the Boston Fed, their job is to identify fake bills, right? And their method of operation is to study the real bill so closely that when there's a fake bill that comes about, they identify it, whether it's the weight, the color, the wording, whatever it is, the font, all these things that kinda create this red flag in their brain, helps them identify where there's a fake bill. And you see, we have to carry that same concept when carrying the word of God around us. What we're doing is that we're becoming hypersensitive to the lies or everything that goes against what God has spoken. And consider this. In order for us to fulfill God's purpose through us, right, we need to know what God has said about us. We are purposed. We are expensive. God died for us. Jesus paid the price for our sins. These are all truths and anything that goes against it is essentially a tactic of the enemy to try to create discord, division between people. United we stand, divided we fall type mentality. So that's... The summary of the belt of truth. Moving on to the next piece of the armor, it is the breastplate of righteousness. So, the idea that emotions come from the heart is a long standing cultural belief. When you put on a breastplate of righteousness, what you're doing is that you're protecting your motives. If somebody hurts you, if you have that breastplate of righteousness, you know that the word of God says, do not Seek revenge. Be kind to them. Give your enemy clothes. Give your enemy food. In fact, give them more. Give them extra. Why? Because in doing so, you're putting burning coals on their head. That's speaking figuratively, but the truth is that when somebody hurts us, the next move that we make in the flesh is to hurt them back. But the next move that we make in the spirit is to forgive and submit that to God. Because in doing so, we are doing the right thing. So we have on the breastplate of righteousness. And let me tell you this much, when people have done me wrong, I wanted to do them back. But because I know that God is watching, I did the right thing. And I had on the breastplate of righteousness. And I was like, you know what, you may hurt me, But I'm a child of God and God, historically speaking, all throughout the Bible, he has always, always protected his children. One major example is in the book of Exodus when God heard the cries of his children asking him to please get them out of this oppression. And God moved. God called Moses to stand up and go get the Israelites out of Egypt. These Israelites were saved out of their oppression. We have been screaming for God for decades, for generations, and God has come through every single time. And if we don't see it, it's because we're not looking close enough. And that's the beauty about putting on the breastplate of righteousness. The result is so much better when you let God handle the consequences. When you let God handle the punishment of that person's behavior against you. And again, it goes back to the fact that we're not fighting between flesh and blood. We're fighting between principalities, demons. We're fighting things that are unseen. And that's why we need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We need to put on the full armor of God at all times before you leave the house. I mean, before you get out of bed, Uh, the minute you get out of bed, there could be somebody standing outside your door waiting for an argument. Think about that. So that summarizes the breastplate of righteousness, which symbolizes doing what is right. The next piece of the armor are the shoes of the gospel of peace, which signify spreading the gospel. See, here is where we identify the next lie that the enemy tries to tell us. He wants us to believe that spreading the gospel is a worthless and hopeless task a task way too big for us to carry because there's way too many people that are going to disagree with us, way too many people that are going to hate us, too many, too many, too many excuses. And see, here's the thing. When God changes your life, when he gets you out of a certain place of your life, you become so moved. You thought nobody loved you. You thought nobody was there for you, but then you realize and you acknowledge that God was there with you the whole time. And then you become changed. There's a renewal. There's a restoration that happens on the inside of you that makes you hungry and determined and motivated to spread the gospel of peace. Why? Because there's something that you went through that somebody else needs to know that they can get through as well. I'll tell you this, I used to think that <laughs> spreading the gospel was a religious act that people did to force people to believe what they believe in, you see? But here's what happened. I started learning more about God and I started experiencing God, which I think is the key element. It's not just knowing about him because the devil knows about him, the demons know about him, but they having submitted to God. I used to be an atheist and when I submitted to God, God immediately started working in me. And man, he's gotten me out of so many situations, even in times when I... Didn't believe in God when I didn't acknowledge him when I didn't love him when I didn't even believe in him He was always there for me because he's that good It doesn't matter if you acknowledge him or not He's still gonna look out for you and he's still gonna protect you when you start Seeking him in the midst of your problems and you start seeing restoration happen You start seeing promises come to life You start to get so obsessed with god and you just want to tell everybody about it I mean, it's as simple as that. The shoes of the gospel of peace keep you going forward. They give you the strength and perseverance to just keep going. And that goes for anything in life. If you want to get out of your depression, you've got to walk it out. If you want to get out of your addiction, you just got to walk it out. And you got to trust that God is before you because that is what the Bible says. The word of God says that God goes before you and he defeats the battle on your behalf. And so all you have to do is follow. That's why Jesus says, follow me. Don't follow religion. God did not make religion. Religion is man-made, but God created us for relationship. He wanted us to be in relation to him. He knows more than all of us. And so knowing that he goes before us, he's all sovereign, all knowing, all good. in every sense when we follow him, we're trusting him. And we just simply follow his lead. We wind up in situations that would have never happened on our own strength. We wind up with courage and so much success and abundance that we would have never had had it not been for putting God at the center. I encourage you today that if you are struggling with getting up and out of a situation, consider the full armor of God, the belt of truth. Carry God's word around your waist at all times the breastplate of righteousness. Do what is right at all times. Keep your feet moving towards the presence of God and you are on the right path. There's three more pieces of the armor that I'd like to share with you today. Number four is the shield of faith. Think about what a shield does. I mean, it's a pretty obvious Picture in our mind, but I mean, seriously, picture what a shield does. I want to read out of Ephesians 6, verse 16. It says, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay, have you ever been shot by an arrow? Me neither, but I can imagine it's very painful. Add on to that a flaming arrow. I mean, it's on fire. It's literally fire and it's not the good fire. It is the ouch, it's gonna cook me from the inside type of fire. What we see are the devil's attacks in the forms of insults, setbacks, temptations, but the shield of faith protects us from his flaming arrows. With God's perspective, we can see beyond our circumstance and know that the ultimate victory is ours. Having faith is knowing that God is ahead of you. And let's be honest, sometimes it's extremely hard To deal with God's protection. Because sometimes it comes in the form of a closed door. It can make us feel like God is against us. But when we have faith and know that God is good all the time. He plans to prosper us. He plans to make us victorious. We are vessels for his glory. When we know these things, we know and have faith that God is protecting us at all times. The bottom line is that God is sovereign. Okay, he's wise. He created us not only in his image, but he created us in his wisdom. He knew that we were gonna be too weak to follow all of his commandments. So he had already orchestrated a salvation plan, save humanity plan why because he loves us so much and he wants us to be in his presence and having up the shields of faith what it's doing spiritually is that we're blocking all the tactics of the enemy from keeping us from moving forward just think about if you were to get hit by a flaming arrow that would cripple us enough to either stop us from walking or it would slow us down but when we have that shield of faith we're in for a good run we're in for a good race because we're able to keep going all the arrows can hit the shield and we'll just still be victorious we'll still be getting closer to what god is calling us to honestly i could do full episodes on each piece of the armor in and of itself but i think once we start to see how all of this comes together and just Visualize what it looks like spiritually. You're putting up this shield that the enemy cannot destroy. He cannot take it from you. He can only convince you to give it up. The only thing that the enemy can steal is what we allow him access to. So as I close out the shield of faith, know and be certain of the fact that God is good and he's looking out for your well being. The next piece of the armor is the helmet of salvation which symbolizes the assurance of salvation spiritually what this is signifying is that we are protecting our minds from thinking evil thoughts we are protecting our minds so that all we have is god thoughts And sometimes we'll get these intrusive thoughts that are not from God, but God allows it because he's testing us to be able to determine if we actually know what God has spoken and if we actually recognize the voice of the shepherd. We're so disconnected from God that we don't recognize when it's him. This is a trigger warning, but you know, when people choose to Unalive themselves. It's it's stemmed from thoughts that did not come from God. And these are thoughts that are super important for us to be able to filter. When we know God's word, we can filter them. When we know God's voice, we can filter them. Why? Because these thoughts are not for our well-being. These thoughts are to destroy us. It's to distract us. And it's to get us to believe that we're not who God says we are. If you get attacked, Consider it good. Give God glory. Give God thanks for any spiritual attacks that you get because honestly, if you are getting attacked, that means that you're heading in the right direction. You wouldn't be getting any pushback or setbacks if you weren't on the right path. So protect your mind from listening to these thoughts. If God has spoken something over your life, keep it close to you. Let those thoughts be the ones that you allow into your heart. Any thoughts that go contrary to what God has spoken over your life, do not allow it. I'm going to give you a short testimony of something I recently went through. About two and a half years ago, I bought my first property, it's my condo. I received word from God to move out of my condo and to put it up for rent. I still had a job, I didn't really see or feel the need to move out of there, especially considering that I have a dog, a cat, and a child. So anywhere I go, it's extreme baggage that I'm carrying around. But the truth is that God spoke something and I ignored it because the enemy just kept putting these counter thoughts in my mind saying, Well, maybe you misunderstood. These thoughts just kept convincing me that God is a liar or that I misunderstood God. You know, either way, it's bad because it proved that I was either not listening to God I didn't recognize God's voice when he said what he said. Or number three, I was willfully being disobedient to God because I did not want to do that. That required me to submit my pride, to submit my ego. And those are very difficult things to get past. So in full transparency, after I started getting these thoughts in my mind that were making me doubt God, things started to pile up. I lost my job. I applied to over 70 jobs and I was not getting a single callback. I was not even getting a job at Starbucks. It was getting increasingly difficult to pay for my mortgage, for my son's school, for my car, I mean, literally everything. There came a point where God confirmed it again. God was putting like a roadblock on all these different avenues that he knew I was trying to make it work for myself on my own strength. But he said what he said. He said, move out of that condo. And I resisted. So I started dealing with all these roadblocks that were showing me that I was just being disobedient. And so I wanted to share that with you because I've suffered a lot with mental health, suffered with addictions, and I've suffered with many different avenues that have stemmed from thoughts in my head. So my mental health has been a priority for me for the last few years. I started learning about the armor of God and came across the helmet of salvation. I was like, what does this even mean? Like how do you even do this? But you know, it takes a lot of practice to be able to have faith in God, to trust God, to know what God said, to hold it tight, to repeat it to yourself. And every time a thought comes into my mind, I filter it. Does this bring me peace? Is this what God said? You know, I filter these things and this is what gives me an upper hand when it comes to intrusive thoughts. So I value the helmet of salvation so much because it has very, very much impacted my life in the best way possible. That summarizes the helmet of salvation. We are now at the last piece of the armor, and that is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit represents the word of God. And let me tell you, this is the only part of the armor that is on the offensive side, which means this is the only one that we attack with. The other ones are on the defensive. All the other pieces of the armor are not to injure something else or to counter something else, it's to protect you. So it's on the defense side. What's on the offensive side is the sword of the spirit. One major example of the sword of the spirit is when Jesus was being tempted at the top of that mountain. And the fact is that the enemy said to Jesus, worship me. And then Jesus was like, nah, dude, the word of God says, worship nobody but God. And so that's just one example of how Jesus was able to defend himself against not only the devil himself, but also the Pharisees of the time, the religious leaders of the time. He was constantly using the word of God to defend himself and, and to make very valid points. And I think this goes back to putting on the belt of truth. I mean, when you put on the belt of truth, what you're holding close is God's word. And regarding the sword of the spirit, this is where you fight back with the word of God. The sword of the spirit is my favorite piece of the armor because it's what sets you apart verbally. You know how when we find something super funny, we're just like, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. These are things that you we say with our voice, but the power of the tongue has life and death in it. And so when we say, oh, I'm dead. No, it's not true. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to use the sword of the spirit to fight back and say, no, God says that we are worthy. We are saved. Jesus paid the price for our sins. Therefore, no, we're not dead. I mean, I know it's a joke and I know that most people take it lightly, but what we're doing is that we're giving the enemy a footstool in that moment. Another example I'm going to give you is regarding my addiction. So I used to be very, 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 very dangerously addicted to Adderall and to vaping. And the two combined are like, partners in crime. Like I could not do one without the other. So I was double killing myself in a way during stressful situations. I would say, Oh my God, I just, I just want to vape. I had to become hyper aware of what I'm saying, because what I'm saying is that I need vaping. Are you serious? No, I don't need vaping because when I die, vape dies too. What I need is God. What I need is the word of God because. When I die, I'm not taking anything with me. So in reality, I don't need anything. I don't need my phone. I don't need my laptop. I don't even need money. In reality, what I need is to have the presence of God. That's it. That's all I need. So I had to correct myself. I had to instantly put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, do what is right, protect my mind, put on the helmet, keep my shoes moving forward, not going backwards into my addiction. I had to put on the shield of faith, knowing that God is working something out of me. He's allowing these temptations to come through because there's going to be somebody under the sound of my voice that's going to hear what I'm saying. And they're in their addiction right now saying, oh, but I can't get out of it. Yep, no, but you can. If you want to, you can. If you want to get out of any situation, you can. It's just a matter of desire, And it's a matter of what you're using to make you strong. I thought I was easing my anxiety by smoking or by taking an Adderall when in reality, physiologically, anatomically, scientifically, these things are not at all suppressing any anxiety. They're actually supplemental causes of my anxiety. And so, so these are just a couple examples of how I've been tempted or things that I've heard or things that I've said where I'm like, no, 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 no. no. God has said This, God has said that I am made strong in God because I am a child of God. God avenges for me. God protects me. God goes before me. And these are things that I hold so close that I've been able to get out of addiction. I've been able to get out of a turbulent relationship. I've been able to see miracles happen in front of me and be witness to God's promises come to life all because I put on the full armor of God. I knew my worth in God's eyes. I knew that I was made in God's image. And that means that I'm capable of having a consciousness and a relationship with him. So in summary, all the six pieces of the armor are as follows, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and number six, the sword of the spirit. I encourage you to seek God in the midst of your circumstance, whether it's good or less good. I just encourage you to invite God at the center of your life and watch it flourish. Watch yourself go from what you thought you could have done to what God had planned for you. And man, there is, there is so much value in Putting on this armor of God, it keeps us strong. It makes us courageous. It makes us steadfast in pursuing our purpose so that we don't fall behind. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any feedback for me, please go ahead and comment below. Send me an email, send me a DM find any way, shape or form to send me that feedback because I want to continue to produce value for you guys. And I want you guys to be able to take as much encouragement as you can and as many tools as possible to be strong in the walk that God has for you and the calling that God has for you. I pray that the week ahead is gonna be successful for you and that you will put on the full armor of God now that you know each piece and how to use it, apply it in your own life and watch God move mountains for you, friends. Thank you so much for your time. I love you. I'll see you on the next episode of A Purpose People on Monday at 8 a.m.